What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Lego Effect with your host, Isaiah Jamel. Uh, we are happy to have you. Uh, this is going to be an amazing podcast for you all. I have an amazing guest with us that is going to really help us understand the dynamics of voting and understand the dynamics of being black in the workplace as a black man and also just that entrepreneurial spirit that goes along uh, with you know that vibe and that vigor to really uh, be successful in today's climate uh, you know we're dealing with covid we're dealing with so many social issues in election you know there's so much we have to talk about so we are very excited to have with us kyle forbes of Propellant Media. He is on the executive staff. He is one of their agency partners, and he is going to share with us um, his idea and his, you know, his journey and his, you know, his take on where we are right now, not only in business, but in the world as a whole. So we are very excited. Stay tuned. Make sure you uh, follow us on all social media networks. Make sure you follow him. Uh, we're going to give social media handles a little bit later, but let's talk. All right, here we go. Kyle, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? A pleasure, a pleasure, Isaiah. I'm looking forward to it. We got a lot of things going on between now and Tuesday. I have slept maybe three hours, so you're working with Kissy. Listen, I, I I am with you. We are, we are both burning, as they say, bur- burning the candle at both sides, you know, re- really fast. The, the week is getting shorter and shorter by the minute. Um, but we are definitely happy to have you here. You know, the, the title of this episode is The Choice to Vote um, and the Action to Vote. You know, so because we are so close to the election time, it just makes sense, you know, for us to really drive home the importance of voting. You know, we don't need to know what side you're voting on. We don't need to know what your ideology behind it is. It's just the importance of doing so. You know, we all have, you know, our forefathers fought so hard for us to have these rights. We want to drive home, you know, just that notion of no matter what, no matter what your thought process is, if, you, if you've never done it before, you know, this is your opportunity to get in the game. We're happy to have you. Thank you so much for making the time. I guess, t- tell me about your growth into, I guess, your current position and kind of how it all played out, education, things of that nature. Kind of give us an overview. Got it. Got it. Well, let me say the first thing is my parents. Mm-hmm. From beginning to end, I'm not who I am without them. Uh, James and Dolores Forbes have raised four uh, individuals, three boys, one girl. Everybody finished school. Everybody's a registered voter. Everybody is a taxpayer. Nobody is in jail. Uh, healthy, wealthy, and all good stuff. Um, I have a twin brother who's no longer with me. Oh, wow. Uh, he okay. passed uh, about six years ago. Uh, prior to 2014, I never used the word I. So I've known uh, the team concept pretty much from minute one, not day one, but minute one. <laughs> uh, with that said, when you're a twin, you get into a lot of things. A lot of people know you because you're a twin. I can Open imagine. a lot of doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, having straight A's from kindergarten through college allowed me to get a scholarship to high mm-hmm. school as well as college. So I have no student debt, which is probably the only conversation none of my friends want to get into. Wait a minute. Wait a but, minute. I got I got to interrupt mm-hmm. you. Wait a minute. Did you just say you have no student debt? If you were to my credit report, it would show a lot of things, but a loan is not one of them. Now, oh, my wife man. right now, another conversation. <laughs> 
Listen, it always it's it's so it's so amazing because you know one of the things that actually deters our culture from going to school is that so many and not even our culture, everybody in terms of you know college debt um, follows you so long after your collegiate experience is over, you know, and then most of the time, a lot of times percentages, you know, most of us don't even stay in the field that we went to school in. You know, because, you know, there's so many people that I have even, you know, uh, Ph.D. candidates and, you know, master's degrees and can't find a job, you know, and they have to pivot within their industry. You know, and we're even seeing that now with COVID. So it's, you know, kudos to you, sir. Thank you. Uh, for, now, for now, not having those let, 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 let me point out the obvious. Ain't everybody that lucky. Ages 29, 22, 14, and 7. The 29-year-old holds three degrees. Wow. His student loan debt is somewhere in the mid-quarter of a million range. Good grief. So Good grief. I'll tell you like this. Education allows for opportunities. It gives you options. Right. No one said options and opportunities were free. That's right. taught me that a long time ago, and that's also the reason why if you take on that endeavor, his medical phrase is the word want is the nastiest four-letter word in the dictionary. Because right. once you say that, you will do whatever you have to do within your get it done. I want a certain degree. This is what you got to do to keep it moving. Let's go. Right. 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 So I guess on the on the the notion of college, you actually studied political science. Correct. So what what led you to wanting to do that? The obvious is when you get to a certain point in college, you realize politics is how the wheels turn, be it how a particular uh, dorm room is set up all the way to how certain people's curriculum is set up. But when you understand that politics is involved in everything, you want to know the dynamics, you want to know the parameters, and you also want to know the uh, ideologies of certain political thought process and uh, conclusion. It right. intrigued me from pretty much the age of 19. I, I say this with uh, no reservation. Reading Communist Manifesto, you realize that there is a very um, skewed view as to how politics are played out, but it's a narrative that's been created. And as soon as the narrative becomes obvious, mm-hmm. politics becomes more engaging. So Right. Unfortunately, everybody wants to keep with the blinders on. And that's a good thing because mm-hmm. you need worker bees. I get that part. Mm-hmm. But true politics is when you understand how power is the narrative, as well as the, the people behind, behind the scene players, which is what I am to a certain extent, mm-hmm. uh, create the narrative. And if you exactly. can create it, you can control it. So. Right, right. And I think that's so important uh, because... You know, we almost lose decision making power thinking we don't belong in those spaces. Mm. Um, and once we get the information, we actually realize um, it's not as difficult to penetrate these spaces as we might have thought it was. Um, but we never want to penetrate these spaces. Right. You know, we don't want to penetrate these spaces unprepared. Right. And, and I think that's kind of, you know, um, some of the, the the hardships that we face, especially with the. Uh, disparity in educational opportunity. Right. right. Um, I think the determinant is created because the 
generational uh, ideology is this ain't for you or we don't right. go in these arenas because we're not welcome. My parents taught me if you want something, go after it. There's nothing you can't do. My grandmother told me it's going to happen. I just mm -hmm. won't be around to see it. And she was referring to the uh, 44th mm -hmm. United States um, President Barack Obama. And right. when she would say it, you, you held on to every word, just like the, the generation that's uh, before me. They know the narrative is now obvious. No longer you're in a box. You're no longer controlled by, by what the media showed or what the television uh, predicates. You really do have access to information that we didn't have before. So that right. always helps. Right, right, right. So even even though with the political science, um, you actually got some more. You know, you went to Pace University for accounting. You know, um, as well. So. Was that on purpose? Was that just something you wanted to do to kind of enhance your skill set or, you know, what led you to that? Well, uh, my bachelor's is in poli sci. I'm still in pursuit of my master's. And that's okay. learning people's behavior patterns is always intriguing. But controlling the narrative in the political um, scene mm -hmm. is something that it could be a Marvel comedy. And I'm not talking about Black Panther. It's just... Right engaging to an extent where you realize, okay, they're making this move based on this narrative to control mm -hmm. this particular set of people. Right. If you and see I, it in black and white, it's one thing, but when it becomes in living color, i.e. Black Lives Matter, the LGBT right. community, um, the uh, DACA uh, students, you can actually understand why this is happening, even why the behind-the-scenes people are doing it. Right, right, right. So I guess, tell me now, I know we, we talked about your education and we talked about kind of your, your space and why you went that route. So tell me about Propellant Media and, you know, how all of that has led to uh, where you are now with them. Um, I was with uh, Charter Communications, which bought out uh, Warner. I was a consultant for them. Mm -hmm. And when the merger happened, they had a manifesto, and this is mm -hmm. kind of funny, kind of not. Um, <laughs> they wanted to transition all legacy um, employees out. Can't get oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Can't get mad at them. So I got a conversation. The conversation said, hey, it's been real. It's been nice. It just hasn't been real nice. And it plays. It's wow. what it is. I spent the summer of 2017 playing a lot of golf. Wow. Uh, working out, running, and hanging out with my kids. I went to a okay. com I had a conversation with some of my bros. One of them said, Hey, there's a cat who's opening up a New York office that based out of the uh, Atlanta in. Maybe you should put your information in. Made a phone, had a conversation around mid August, paperwork got started. And I was told, build a New York uh, category, mm -hmm. conglomerate, and a list of clients. That's what I went out and did. Okay. We got councilmen, we had state senators, assemblymen, everybody and their mama. Because if you look on our website, we get people elected, bottom line. Stacey Abrams wow. is one of our largest clients. 
uh, wow. Keisha Lance Bottoms. We, uh, invitations to her inauguration as the mayor of Atlanta. We've gotten uh-huh. 14 mayors, a bunch of state senators, all because of how the narrative was created online. We got elected. Uh, wow. We, we do this with everybody, but it's very specific when it's politics, which again, like poli sci and me um, go hand in hand. We're mm-hmm. able to create a narrative now by what is called geofencing. We can take okay. all the people who have voted in the last three electoral uh, and target them via IP protocol, meaning the IP address, with our ads for, the, for our clients. So if you go wow. to Whole Foods, and Isaiah Jamal is on the ballot in New York. You're gonna see along with you know professionals. If you go to AMC Theater and get a ticket, and you voted for a Democrat in the last three elections, Mr. Jamal will be showing his stance and where he goes, and he wants you wow. to vote for him because of that. And by controlling the narrative, we can also control where the narrative is being seen, when. Uh-huh. And to a certain extent, how long? I mean, we can, wow. you know, ride your IP address right up until election day. Wow. So telling how technology has really pushed our initiatives forward, right? This is, um, this is scary to a certain it, extent. It's, it's, guess what? Big Brother does exist. We're Big Brother people. exists. That, that is a, a huge fact. Uh, and Big Brother is always watching. A military veteran myself, U.S. Navy. So um, I can always say we know Big Brother is <laughs> out there, you know, waiting to tap us on the shoulder and say hello. I, I'm going to veer off subject just because we're talking about, you know, identifying and controlling the narrative. One, one, one thing that I've heard from my base so much when it comes to this current election, especially um, from our black and brown, uh, is the disparity between... Republican belief system and the Democratic belief system. We may all agree that the current representation of the Republican Party and Donald Trump is not the proper representation of us as a community. However, when it comes to the ideology behind the parties is where the line is getting grayed. Why? Because you know, on the Democratic side, we have a very liberal perspective, right, on some of the belief systems that, you know, we may not agree in. Same-sex marriage. You know, th- there's so many things that, you know, have essentially, by their words, turned them off to the Democratic Party while still understanding or trying to make sense of, I may not agree with him, but I kind of agree with the Republican ideology, you know, uh, church and, you know, make sure religion is forefront and, you know, all, all of these things. So how, how do you really, how do you balance the scale or even what do you say to our community that's facing this decision um, and trying to figure mm-hmm. out what more important, which evil are you choosing? Well, the old saying is the lesser of two evils, which... Right probably plays in whatever decision or whichever stance you're at. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, our clients are your basic Democrat. They okay. believe in 
uh, pro-choice. They have the opportunity to say, we want to help the economy by giving certain programs to less privileged, and they disguise it as, we're helping you because the Republicans don't. The reality is, the Republicans are very straightforward, Mm -hmm. but their empathy level is somewhere between non-existent and we want to get a point across, not, you know, care about your feelings. Right. I've been in business since the age of 17. I've been in the internet since the age of 26. I'll turn 50 in December. Wow, okay. The narrative has been we need to get this kind of people to believe in this particular ideology for mm-hmm. this election, for this term, for this right. uh, point in time. They do that, one, by fear, and two, by conscious awakening. Right. The fear that you'll lose out on something can actually make people in your favor. Right. The conscious awakening is that certain uh, ideologies don't work anymore. The days of Ronald Reagan and the idea of trickle-down theories worked in the 80s because the stock market opened up. People made more money than they ever thought could be expected, but it came at a cost. Deprived neighborhoods stayed deprived as not became non-existent. Therefore, the gentrification started. Uh Republicans want the same thing Democrats. Democrats want. They're not willing to say we're going to help you along the way. And they won't because they want you to help yourself. Not a problem. Right. Never has been. Mm-hmm. But to go about it with empathy as possible moves all people from either participating in the voting cycle right. or picking the candidate that's truly going to help you. I have a number of friends who are actual black Republicans. Their mm-hmm. way of con- you know, conversation is offensive if I didn't know them. But the fact that who you, why you're saying this makes it easier to digest. Not everybody has that palate. It just is what it is. Right. The Democrats want to help you. They want you to feel all warm and fuzzy. But at the end of the day, those programs are going to cost you in the end, be it the GDP, be it how uh, medical insurance is being displaced or displayed, or the obvious, the actual wage has been an issue, not because people really can survive on $15, it's because eventually somebody's got to pay that. If you bring that to someone's attention in the beginning, it's sort of like, okay, here's the medicine, you can take it now, or we can do something in regards to uh, prevention down Mm -hmm. the road. And those are the two options. The essential evil is I could swallow the medicine or I could do better for myself and take care of myself. Republican, right. Democrat. Right. It's it's unfortunate that not many people want to be awake. Right. Unfortunate. It, it it is unfortunate, and the the even harsher reality is that a large a large a large majority. Um, I won't say majority, mm-hmm. but a large portion of voters are doing so based upon the emotional endeavors attached to it. Um, and not necessarily doing the research to know who they are. No matter what my affiliation in, in party is, I need to know what both have to offer. I can't go based upon pop culture. I can't go based upon what's popular. 
I can't go based upon, you know, the feeling and the belief system, even in the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, we all understand and know and agree with to the fullest extent, you know, the disparity, systemic racism, the things that are have been prevalent and are even more prevalent now. Um, mm. You know, but the, the decision is important because and this is my belief, the ideology of how we do life right now is being challenged. No at no greater time in my lifetime have I seen more greed our makeup of how we think. You know, it's one thing that I've noticed with this this presidency is that no matter what, it's not necessarily about the success. It's about who are you willing to burn to accomplish it. And we are as a country falling in line with that ideology. And this is why you're seeing so much discord. Um, because we, we've, we've almost like we, we've taken the filter off to say, don't worry about it. We want you to be successful, but we want you to be successful no matter what. So if you have to cut your brother's knees down to do it, that's your American right. Do so. If, you ha- if we have to alienate our allies overseas to make sure that we are the supreme power, let's do that. We are, we are no longer using our heads. You know, we're no longer strategizing. We're no longer trying to think of the best way for everybody to win. Right. We're thinking no matter what, win. And as a parent, as a black man, as a police officer, I'm a 14 year detective with the NYPD. Is that the ideology that I want my kids to grow up with? That win now, worry about the damage later. Or don't worry about it at all. (laughs) Here, here, here's the funny part, and what you're saying is accurate. The only difference between a Republican and a Democrat is how it's displayed. There right. are many bridges that were burned during the Clinton administration, Bush, mm-hmm. as well as President Obama. But we did it in a way in which diplomacy was used. Right. The current administration is a, a reality show host who said, might makes right, and I'm going to be forever seen in a powerful stance by the people who follow me. Never said Mm -hmm. all Americans. I never said foreigners overseas, or for that matter, diplomats across the board. He wants to show the United States of America as force, rather than the diplomatic agency that we are. There are ways in which we can go about things right now where not one person dies, the economy can be healthy, and we can actually take care of the world. But his objective is you must acknowledge me as the end-all, be-all power first. Right. Then we can work on what or if something can be made available to you. There's nothing wrong with that if you're Mussolini, Hitler, um, (laughs) Stalin... I can right. roll off a few more, but the, the common day dictator or right. uh, aristocrat would say, right. we're getting this done by any means necessary. And to take right. a page out of Malcolm's book, any means necessary means you will do what you have to do, not what you want to do. Right, right now we're dealing with want, a deep greed of, I need to be the power in the room not be diplomat amongst the countries that are going to work together. 
So those are the factors that have been in place, have stayed in place, hopefully will be removed out of place in roughly six days. We can only hope, um, you know, because I don't think I can I can take another person telling me, you know, well, my my numbers are looking great right now. So I guess it's okay. (laughs) You know, my, my pension is doing good, you know, so. You know, my 401k is, is, is steadily rising. My, my 457, I'm looking good, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know I'm, I'm willing to take all these other L's, you know, as long as I know my, 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 my bank is increasing. Um, one, of, one, of, one of a good associate of mine is a Fox News correspondent. We had a conversation about what makes you support a party that has been divisive. Mm-hmm demonstratively uh, negative towards our own community. And what he said made sense. If you look on paper, what has been done in the last four years, have we as Americans done better? The answer is yes. Yes. The historically black college HBCU uh, finances have been bettered by Donald Trump. But you turn around and this is the same man who wanted to execute the Central Park Five. He has called uh, Alexandria Ortiz Cortez the most socialist individual in Congress. Right. He's going after minority women, women of color, and those who really defend themselves because he can't. That doesn't make it right. So right. you have to either swallow the fact that, hey, he helped out XYZ HBCU, but the slap in the face is everything I just discussed. Those right. are the trade-offs between that, a healthy 401k, the market being what it was probably, that people either turn in a blind eye, which is what was said to me by said associate, mm-hmm. or they acknowledge it when it's convenient. Right. I have experience as a small business owner. My wife owned a restaurant for years. Am I going to tell you that the tax breaks that we uh, had weren't advantageous, didn't do our family well? I'd be lying. But I personally cannot be in a room with a gentleman whose only objective is to create a divisive environment. It just doesn't work. doesn't work. Those are the things that people either A, turn the blind eye to, or B, like I said, when convenient. And that's really where we are right now. And, and I think that's going to be the determinant factor in a lot of how we, in our communities, see our ballot choices. Um, they're making a life decision right now, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's a scary one because look, I'm a small business owner as well. I, I own a nonprofit along with a production company. And I, too, can say I'm OK, you know, um, doors that would never have been opened in this time period have opened for me, especially in lieu of uh, the current movements, Black Lives Matters and, you know, the the current climate of um, our stance in the hierarchy of the haves and the have nots. You know, we have been if if you've been paying attention, keeping your your eye to to, to what's happening, you can find a way to benefit. Um, And I say that loosely because, you know, we're still in a trying time. But as a business owner, you have to, as a business owner, think business-wise. So if you have an opportunity to progress yourself in that, you have to take it. Even I can say there's a choice there, right? Do I risk not having 
the 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 bandwidth and the leeway and the 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 longer rope to accomplish these goals, or do I go with what I know is right? And what I know is right is this may take a hit in terms of my ability to accomplish it, but at least I know for the long haul, we, we, we are still in line with my belief system, you know? Um, but at the same time, it's like, okay, how do you determine that? There's, there's no forecasting of that. There's, there's no models. Well, I, there's no, actually, there, there actually is a, a way to forecast it. Your gut feeling, which is what every grandmother has ever said to any child, Right. is something that we now have to acknowledge. Mm. We already know what's in That's the White good. House. We already know what's controlling the narrative of the White House. So it's not a surprise. It's almost as if um, the, the joke amongst uh, a lot of my college classmates, we do a reunion dinner every few months. Mm. The joke amongst us is we've been online for financial aid. What it means to be online if you've ever been in an environment where you had to work in by a certain time, otherwise you might not graduate. We know what it means to, to right. work. Right, right. Trust your gut means understanding what is actually happening right now. We are in a mm-hmm. time that has never happened before our lifetime. Right. We have a pandemic that will probably erase a little over a quarter million people from this earth before November 4th. We have an opportunity to recreate the market and how it actually becomes what it is. Not because of speculation, which is what the market really does, but from actual productivity. We can actually get to a point where everyone gets a piece of the pie if we realize what everyone is. That means... Mm -hmm. The, the DACA's of the world, the LGBT community, Black Lives Matter, the United States of America has that ability. The only problem is certain people have their own agendas and don't want that to happen. Others have the same agenda but don't know how to get that narrative out. Right. That's where propellant comes in. The issues, the concerns, the platforms that each candidate has that we project Mm-hmm. Give somebody an opportunity to say, okay, we just heard what the narrative would be if this person was in office. Now you get to make a decision off of information and not fear. Right. We're at a point where fear is controlling a lot more than information. Right. And, and with that information, is there a way um, just to kind of lock in a source from, from your stance and even with propellant? Is there a way that you can say that the regular voter or community or business owner or whatever can actually seek out that information where it's explained at their level to where they're not looking at pie charts and looking at historical perspectives. They're looking at just the the media. It's just the information of, you know, where have we progressed? Where can we go? Where are we currently? Like, how, how would you say to just anybody this, this is how you go get that information so you can make a good decision. Well, I'm going to say this, and I won't bring it up anymore. Your vote, whatever it may be, is going to control and dictate the next four years, maybe the next 40, depending on Supreme Court justices and what have you. Right. The information that we need isn't in a library anymore. You can actually go online, voter registration, um, poll 
show what is actually happening, who actually voted already, and what will dictate the next four years. We just have to be willing to acknowledge that technology is now available and accessible to anybody. My father is 74 years old. He'll kill me for telling mm -hmm. his age, but Dad, I love you. you know <laughs> My parents went to march on Washington. Wow. They have actually seen Malcolm X speak, Martin Luther King speak. Wow. I bring this up because there was a narrative that was available mm -hmm. at, that, at that time because change had to happen. Wow. Fraternity brothers. My cousin, my twin brother, and about 400 others got in buses, cars, vans, and went to the Million Man March back in 95. I can honestly wow. say the, t the tenets that were explained by Minister uh, Farrakhan still hold true in my life. I wow. want to do for the community before I do for myself. Right, right. Those are things that we need to understand as well as relate to. If you know community needs uh, activity centers for the youth, speaking to your councilman, speaking to your state senator, speaking to your assemblyman gets that ball. Most right. people cannot tell who they are in a normal conversation. Go to any barbershop, they'll complain up, uh, up and down. But at the end of the day, if I told you you can speak to uh, Adriano Espiot in 13th District, he wouldn't know if the man walked right by. That's right. where we, that's the disconnect. We right. need to associate real solutions with real problems. I love right. barbershops. As you can see, uh, I get mine done as much as you. <laughs> you know it, you know it. <laughs> so those conversations are what makes the community the community. But at the end of the day, I want a solution. Right. I want to talk about a lot of things, but I want to solve some problems, right. not become part of them. That's right, the difference. Right. So, you know, it, it, it really does come down to before election day, before primaries. Know who you can go to to get something done. So right. if I had to say one, one solution, know who's representing you in Congress, mm -hmm. your state senators, what have you, because that's the difference between um, community centers staying open. That's the difference between those uh, food programs that are slowly but surely disappearing, right. becoming solvent after COVID. Mm -hmm. These are the things that a lot of conversation goes into. I love, I love to talk. I want to solve things. A solution right. makes me more content than any conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's, that's something that we have to get more into. We don't want to just talk about it. We don't want to just have the, the dialogue mm -hmm. and the you know, we love the, the barbershop talk, right? Uh, because it's something that it's engaging, you know, it's, it's, it's how we communicate. It's how we, you know, almost release the tension and kind of what's on our minds. But with exactly. that, we have to go that next step, you know, to see that we're doing our part, to see that the very things we talked about can actually come to fruition. Um, it's so important. So right before we wrap up, you know, I, I really, you know, we can't not talk about the current state of COVID-19 and its stronghold on small businesses and just, you know, the world alike, you know, there's so many businesses that unfortunately have had to close their doors. So many employees being furloughed and let off, you know, it's really a trying time. Um, you know, how, how in your, in your mindset from a business perspective, how does the business owner 
small or large, you know, maintain itself um, in this current, you know, pandemic? And then the second part of that question is, if necessary, how do you pivot to now reconstruct your model to be able to mm-hmm. now do business in, you know, in a time period like this? Well, the infrastructure that COVID's created streamlines a lot of things. Um, how you do business as well as how long you can do business. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that needs to be identified. A lot of small restaurants in the area have had to figure out outdoor dining during the wintertime. Mm -hmm. They've also had to figure out their staff if they'll have enough to survive the pandemic as well as uh, post-COVID. Most small businesses are not going to be here. That is a crashing reality, but it is what it is. They're not going to be here. Their ability to survive had more to do with who came in, when they came in, why they came in. Right. Midtown has a tourist uh, deficiency, and those were a majority of people who came into those high-end restaurants. They wanted to feel as though they were actual New Yorkers. Actual New Yorkers have local establishments that they frequent. Mm-hmm. They go there because of camaraderie, familiarity, what have you. If that changes, the dynamic of winning also changes. Right. The small businesses have to accommodate that. So mm-hmm. uh, a shout out to one of my favorite uh, spots is Harlem Ale House. Mm. Myra, hi. <laughs> <laughs> she knows for a fact um, that we have to survive, not because of what is what's coming up next. Post-COVID is the the new New York. Yes. It is going to be an environment where health and safety is paramount. Mm-hmm. An enjoyable time is going to be predicated on, is this a environment I can thrive in, right. be a part of? For the small business owner, they need to identify that now rather than wait. Absolutely. And once they do, they get a better idea as to how they'll survive. Um, the one thing I will say is this. There is an opportunity to come out of this better than you started for no other reason than the obvious. There are tax breaks. There will be uh, financial uh, subsidies that will be made available for those who get past this. Yes. And it may be able to rebuild, take advantage of any and all, and that comes down to the CARES Act, all the way down to uh, the uh, state and city funding to subsidize for the small businesses. Right. If you take advantage of those now, COVID will be a issue and not the only concern. Right. With that being said, the small businesses will make it if they take advantage of what's going on now during COVID, not not post-COVID. I I, I think, um, and I totally agree with you. And I think more than anything, the mindset of the small business owner has to evolve. Right. Um, You know, and I believe that's actually one of the positives that come along with any crisis. Any crisis should lead you to be innovative. Any crisis should lead you 
uh, to be able to now forecast in the future and be able to now update and upgrade yourself for the current nature of what's happening. And I think if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a business owner, if you are trying to get into it, this is the time to do so. The playing field is as level as ever been when it comes to the entrance into these markets, right? Um, I think if, you, if you've had an idea, if you've been laying on, you know, a business idea or this is your time to grab that rope. This is the time, you know, opportunities are there. You know, money is there. You, you have these institutions and these budgets that have not been used and tapped into. They're going to have to find a way to, to give people this money. Right. Um, especially in our black and brown for, in our minority owned businesses. You have to take advantage of these times. We, it's hard to wrap our minds sometimes around, you know, what the, the damage, the path of damage COVID has done to our communities in our world. But you, 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 you have to see where there is opportunity in this. Um, so, you know, I, I've, I've had this conversation with, with multiple friends of mine. You know, if, if you are a business owner or an even entrepreneur and, and have an idea and you've been sleeping on it, shame on you. Shame on you. Um, there's, there are no excuses right now in, in terms of having the ability to get your idea through. Um, you know, and you have, you have to acknowledge that. You have to put fear aside. You have to really tap into your belief in your faith system and really understand and do your research as to what are the opportunities and the resources that are now available to you. You know, asking for these resources, not it, it's and I digress with this. The same ask of resources seven months ago to that ask now is very different. Totally different. Totally, totally. <laughs> very different, you know, and. You, you, you have to tap into that. You have to tap into that. So, I mean, before we go, what, what is your advice now in that same vein to those entrepreneurs trying to segue themselves in different markets or those in small business trying to pivot into something more? You know, any, 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 any notes or suggestions or kind of even just advice to those, you know, in, in, that, in that sector, in that realm? Honestly? Um, the fear factor that you're talking about has to just be eliminated. This is going to be a different world when COVID is finally put to rest. Those uh, apprehensions, hesitations mm -hmm. won't apply. It just mm -hmm. won't apply. So if I can give any advice, open your eyes to the opportunities that are in front of you, but don't be so afraid to think of what can happen and what can go right. Um, give you a perfect example. There will probably be a new president in the next coming days. God willing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There will be opportunities for us as people of color to have certain things reestablished. Well, CARES Act is true capacity. Uh, the government funding for small businesses, as well as on a global scale, the opportunity to get involved with again or G6, uh, where which our allies will be just that, our allies again, right. helping us be overseas. Because there's a lot of things you can do in trade, uh, you're smart enough, where the average cat can 
actually make something out of themselves overseas. Right. Absolutely. So those doors are open. Be aware that opportunity is there. Take advantage of it. Be aware of it. Be knowledgeable of what is actually in front of us rather than be scared of what came before us and mm -hmm. move forward. And move, move forward. And I think that that is how we should end this, moving forward. I think one, one out of everything that we've said tonight, the owners should be take this information and push forward, move forward. Um, as always with the Lego Effect, we want to inspire um, a new realm of thinking. Uh, we want to come out of that fear. We want to come out of what we've, what we think we've known over the time, the, the disappointments and the things that we almost project on ourselves that end up holding us back from moving forward. We have to lay those things aside. We are in, you know, one of the most challenging times. Yes. However, if you take those times and use those as fuel and use those as a way to see a different mind or have a different mindset and to see a different pathway to the same realm of success that applies to you. I think the world and the sky is the limit. You know, um, we, we, we are not only as black and brown, but as the world alike, we have the opportunity to change the landscape of how we do life. Uh, this election is telling to that. COVID-19 has been telling to that. But it's going to take action. It's going to take us saying, this is, the, this is what we want. This is how we want to live. This is the life that we want. How do we go get it? Let's write down a plan, a plan of action. These are the resources available to us. And let's go get it. You know, like you said, um, we, can't be, we can't be fearful. This is not the time to be fearful. This is not the time to be bashful. This is not the time to not ask. This is not the time to think, you know, why me? Why not you? Why not your idea? You know, um, this is an opportunity for you to showcase your individuality um, and your idea. So, Thank you so much, man, for coming on. It's been such so great talking. Um, you know, there's so much we could have went into, uh, you know, just to really dive and go deeper into a lot of the, the issues and systems um, that we were talking about. But at the end of the day, push forward and you have to vote, everybody. You have to vote no matter what, no matter what your thought process is, no matter what side of the aisle that you're on. No matter what's happened in the past, if you didn't vote the last election or the election before that, don't worry about it. It's OK. Go to the polls. Early voting is still happening. Get out there and vote. So I'm going to end by Kyle. Do you have anything that you want to share, inspire, kind of just, you know, end us out? I'll tell you like this. Um, Randolph Woodfin, who is a mayor in South Carolina, by 14 points before we took over his social media. He wasn't scared, he took a chance. He's in mm. the second term. Look at that. We need to stop being afraid and start moving forward with action. The minute you do it, you will not turn back. Awesome, awesome. Well, folks, there you have it. This has been uh, an amazing experience. Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on uh, social media at The Lego Effect, on so uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Kyle, why don't you share with us real fast your social media handle so people can follow you. Uh, what, what, what's your handle for Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn? Uh, Kyle J. Uh, Forbes. Everything oh. is, is just as it is. 
Awesome, awesome. So please, everybody, go follow him. Check out Propeller Media. Um, definitely make sure, again, that you are voting. Action, action, action. Uh, we thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much. <laughs>